The Hearing, a legal podcast from Thomson Reuters. Before, when they didn't have the heavy-duty glass at the Old Bailey, there was a man who, well, he was actually convicted and the judge right. was sentencing him. Okay. A really nice woman judge and he jumped over the dock and threw a big glass pitcher and hit the wall behind her and of course the glass shattered yes, and then he yeah. ran up. The court clerk had had to you know, tackle him mm. and successfully did that, but not before he jumped up and punched her. In today's episode, I'm joined by courtroom artist Priscilla Coleman. I think Priscilla has a unique way of viewing the legal system, being a non-lawyer, but working in a completely legal environment. She's got an incredible life um, from, from growing up in Texas and how she got into being a courtroom artist in the first place, right the way through to some of the famous names she's not just sketched, but I think it's this interaction, this familiarity of being there and being the person in the room, um, the constant, which isn't there and who isn't there to judge you, um, despite the fact that she probably has more control in some ways over how the public perceive you than the judge or the jury. She's clearly affected by the work that she does with possibly the most incredible memory of anyone I've ever, <laughs> ever met. I found interesting her descriptions of not some physical descriptions, not sure what she was seeing to sketch, but beyond that. One thing that sticks in mind is how she was talking about Michael Douglas and Catherine Zeta-Jones and how obvious it was to her that he was in love with her. The things that you don't see in a sketch and certainly don't see on TV and otherwise would never really get to hear about. The Hearing. Hello, oh. Priscilla. Thank you for joining okay. us. And um, uh, for the benefit of everyone listening in, I'm going to have to set the scene a little bit because but for reasons which will become clear, um, you're going to be slightly distracted whilst we're having this conversation because you've, you've oh. kindly offered to uh, to draw the scene, um, which explains oh, yes. a little bit about why you're here. Um, you're a courtroom artist. Yes, that's right. I'm a courtroom artist. Now, how on earth yeah. do you end up as a courtroom artist? I've not seen that, that on offer yes. at universities. Um, tell us how it came about. Okay. Um, well, I was studying graphics and fine art. And Where was that? That was in Texas. Okay, just checking. And in Houston, Texas, there was going to be a big court case. And my professors recommended me to the television company. Oh. And that's how I discovered I could meet the deadlines yeah. and I was fast enough. So well, you've, you've already hit two questions that I've had already, which was, um, what are the qualifications? So speed is, is clearly one. Yes, speed, and you have to really like to draw people, because some artists, they prefer other things, architecture, or um, yeah. I, completely different things, or animals, and they just yeah. go, oh, I don't want to do it, or yeah. landscape or something. So how do you... Um, move from being a student who does the occasional uh, picture or, or, or for, for the TV cameras to, to making it into a career? Do they keep yes. coming back? Well, I, I didn't go straight into it. Okay. I mean, once I did that court case, and it lasted for at least a month, I think, and they were so nice there. There was a criminology building uh, where they were having the court case, and I, I just kept in touch, and... You know, after a while, I said, well, gee, do you think you could, you would ever want to use me for this sort of thing again? Yeah. And they said, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, if, you're, if you're a little closer in, you know, move in yes. to the big city, yeah. then uh, it might work out. So I started getting calls, but it 
it's still there was a go-between time yeah. a little in-between time where I thought oh well they might not call me again and you need to make some money presumably as well in the I meantime. did I almost became an airline stewardess oh really with Southwest Airlines you yeah. know the one that where you wear the hot pants yeah. oh no yeah <laughs> but I gained a little bit of weight on my hips oh, and they gosh. said look you can we're gonna you can go to the uh, school you can start the school but we're gonna keep just lose that just lose a little bit on your hips no. and uh, come back to my my old boyfriend kept taking me out uh, running every day he was a really good guy uh, Dan Allison he's an artist mm -hmm. but um, so I went to the school yeah and then there was going to be another really big court case Got it. and I thought my god when I'm in this school you know listening to what I'm supposed to pay attention to I'm gonna be thinking oh I wonder if I could have been doing that court case. It's going to last quite a bit of time. Yeah. And I thought, oh, God. I, I, so I rang the uh, company and the ABC, it was the ABC affiliate mm. I worked for before. And they said, yeah, come on back. Yeah. Just, just, just like that? <laughs> yeah. So then you were, you were sort of on the books, as it were. Is that, is that how I it was. worked? Or were you uh, and a lot of my artist pals, we were already living in Houston anyway. You okay. know, after you leave college, you, all get, you stay in touch. And we had these old uh, houses we were sharing, and the guys would uh, tart them up. They were really cheap rent and things, mm. and uh, it was a great location, actually, for everything I was doing, because it was not very far away from the criminal courthouse right. in Houston, Texas. Perfect, so, really. How long did that case last for? Oh, I think that one lasted at least a month. Okay. So that was another really long one. Got it. And those were the days when we would really follow a court case. Mm. It was very important. Uh, prison escape, murders oh, really? involved, and yeah. So really it, it, and America, perhaps more so even than the UK at the time, was very much about reporting on these cases, and, and the whole country would guess was get behind them. And we, like the, the one that springs to mind immediately is obviously O.J. Simpson because that was such a big one. But yes. uh, that that wasn't uh, by any stretch alone. It just had that sort of more international appeal, I suppose. Um, but so, how did you end up from Houston to uh, being over here in London? Oh, my husband is English. Okay, and you messed over there, did you? We did, yes. And he he wanted to come home. He was homesick, really. I met him. He was playing cricket, and my my pal Lisa was having a cricket dinner. Her her boyfriend was on the team. Okay. And her fiance, they're married now, and so uh, she said, "Oh, I want to sit next to David Phil. He's so charming, Englishman." So I said, "Oh, okay." And uh, we started talking and talking and talking. And it was just, I don't know, we just hit it off so yeah. well. And, and unexpected, yeah, because no plans, obviously, to come over to the UK. And, I know. Um, and, and, <laughs> Surprise. But uh, by that stage, were you uh, sort of established as a, as a courtroom artist, or were you still finding your way? I was the art director for um, the ABC affiliate in Houston, Texas, oh, so you actually. Were, you were uh, the news department decided they wanted to have someone completely dedicated to anything they wanted to do for the news department. They had tried sharing with the promotions department and you know the girl who sets things up in the TV guide but yeah. she doesn't do things like that no. drawing people you know different rock, rock, rock. Presumably, yeah. so uh, they said well look Priscilla um, would you do graphics for us as well and I said great mm. 
So um, that's it's just all accidental, you know how these things happen. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, when you're yes, younger. all too well. Uh, yeah. um, so mm-hmm. so that's a, that's a big role to give up. Yes, and I even had uh, a Quantel paint box to work with too, which was tough getting and very expensive. Mm. Um, it was, yeah, and the the shocking, I guess, the more shocking thing is when my husband said, "Oh, you know." Um, your your the cat will have to be in quarantine for six. <laughs> and I thought, oh my gosh, oh Hobie, I don't think I can live without the cat. Yeah, um, but I'm not going to let a cat stop us from doing what we want to do. So we took him with us. And Fantastic. He, he was great. Yeah. Um, yeah. So so uh, uh, feline companion aside, um, you, you yes. ended up in the in the UK, presumably without mm. a job, or did you have a job? To without come a job, but the guys, you know, from. From ABC, they they uh, put helped me put together a tape, so at least I had a tape of yep. the graphics I did yes. and the courtroom sketches, mm. and I had no idea really. I tried to find out, you know, what do you do here in this country? How do you deal with court drawings? How do you do the news here? Mm. And there was an ABC obviously based here, and they said, oh well, Priscilla, you know, we we do all this from New York now. Right. Um, we might ring you sometime if we have something really unusual, but. It's not going to happen that often. Mm. I thought, oh gosh, what am I going to do? So I, I just uh, watched television and I thought, oh, they're doing a court case at the Old Bailey. I'll just go see what's going on there. Mm. And I walked and walked and walked because, of course, I got lost around <laughs> here. And um, Simon Cole was doing his piece to camera for ITN. And uh, the BBC guy just finished his piece to camera, but he looked kind of grouchy. So okay. Simon was... I uh, had a really nice smile and things. And I said, I told him what I was curious about mm. and what I used to do. And he said, oh, well, go see my uh, news director. And, uh, yeah, so I think they were just, it was at the right time when they said, we want to go into this more. Okay. We want to do heavier on into the news yep. and really, you know, expand on it beyond what they'd been doing. So how long ago was that, roughly? Oh, gosh, it was in 1987, Oh, I wow. Think. Okay. So, uh, so yeah. at the time, um, were, the, were, were courtroom artists even... I, you're going to have to help me out here with your history, but um, uh, were courtroom artists even a thing? I, I presume they, they go back the for States. quite a long time, but it, it, it's not, not in the UK. No, not in the UK. And I suppose part of that's because you had the rule, the really, really tough rule, where you can't... Uh, draw in court and uh, my guys were saying oh we think there's a rule about this and you're not going to be able to draw in court but we think maybe you can do little uh, faces on your notepad but I found out the hard way in the embarrassing way that you cannot do that when somebody saw me uh, in the Jeffrey Archer libel case no it was oh it was yeah it was a libel one Mm -hmm. with Monica Coughlin and they saw me, up, they were up in the public gallery, and I was down mm. there thinking I was doing on our little faces. And somebody in the public gallery said, there's someone doing drawings, and told the court usher. And really? I was in big trouble, and she pulled me out in the hallway. She said, I don't have to let you back in this court, and you can get a fine. And this is contempt of court. And I think, yes. God, she was just had mercy on me, I suppose. <laughs> and, uh, but that... You know, once you get that shock, yes. and you think you're going to be shown, you know, thrown out, uh, 
Well, just don't like, forget it, really. That like, could have been the end of a career. Um, exactly. Uh, you are now back oh. into court. Um, so how how do you, in this, this. the fact that you can't actually mm-hmm. sketch in court, uh, how, how do you yeah. do it? I Sometimes I don't even have time for a, a notepad. I just get a chance to look at someone who's been brought in quickly, like a first appearance thing. Okay. And I just have to look and know who I have to really memorize. Sometimes it's more than one person, mm. which makes it Is more it always difficult. obvious who the person is? No. <laughs> Sometimes it's not always no, obvious. Imagine. There was a man who, they, they called him the, the cannibal. He was at the Old Bailey. He, the guys in the, uh, at the Old Bailey said, oh, go look at the cannibal and uh, do a drawing of him and come right back. And I said, how am I going to know which one he is? Yeah. And they said, oh, he'll be sort of moving his mouth when the judge is talking about what he was doing and okay. the oh, cannibal really? behavior. And so I thought, okay, I ran into the court at the you know press area and there were three guys and they were dressed in street clothes. Mm-hmm. And one guy was kind of moving his mouth a little bit, like maybe he had some gum, but mm-hmm. he wasn't. Like, maybe it's him. And I sort of looked at all three of them and I went back down and I started doing the drawing and I said I hope I'm getting the right guy she said and they said oh no 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 we've got to tell you he's black he's a black <laughs> well thanks a lot <laughs> good balls you know what I mean yeah anyway. oh, wow so oh, so, silly. so so uh, in these uh, as, as the question is are you told what to draw um, are you effectively commissioned to draw a particular scene or a particular person rather than just doing a bit of everything and then hoping that it sells an afterwards or, or hoping that you've got the right thing? Oh, no. they we go, we go looking for exactly something that is essential to the story. Okay. And sometimes things happen that you don't know are going to be essential to the story because weird things happen in court mm. and uh, everything changes. So... Uh, I mean, people, that's why they have all this uh, heavy-duty glass yes. around now, too. Well, that's a relatively recent thing. Um, what, was, what was the case before that? Well, before, when they didn't have the heavy-duty glass, at the Old Bailey, there was a man who, a def- well, he was actually convicted, and the judge right. was sentencing him. Okay. A really nice woman judge, and he jumped over the dock and threw a big glass pitcher and hit behind her on the wall behind her, and of course the glass shattered, yes, and then he yeah. ran up. The court clerk, clerk had her had to, you know, tackle him, mm. and successfully did that, but not before he jumped up and punched her. So it, yeah. So, so how how do you go about recreating that and, and putting the, that onto paper? The court clerk told me what he did, and he. He actually posed for me. Oh really? Oh really? Yeah. So you were really there at the great. time. That was a that nice was... young guy. He was great. Oh, so that was a no, recreation. You know, who would have thought that this obscure case that nobody was really looking at or paying yeah. attention to, the yeah. guy's going to jump over the dock of and course. do You just, weird things happen in court. You just never know. Yeah. Well, we've seen, yeah. I think in the past, uh, heard about scuffles that take place as well. Um, oh, and, and, yes. and probably on more than one occasion. What, what are you thinking of that you heard about? Oh, no. I, I, I was, I, I'll confess. I was looking through your book earlier, um, and, and there was one in there. Um, I'll, 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 I'll oh, flick through again now yes. because... Um, it's, not, it's not the sort of thing you expect to see. Oh, maybe. Oh, there we go. Maybe. Oh, there's one there. Right? Oh, gosh. Oh, so that that's was Cantona. Uh, yes, Eric Cantona. But he was not the one doing all the riot behavior. Mm. It was the guy who 
Cantona kicked. Oh, right. And it was when he finally was being sentenced by the magistrates. Um, he's, you could see his jaw started to click. Oh, really? Like, you could see, oh, he's a really angry guy anyway. Yeah. And they were telling him he wasn't going to be able to be allowed to go to the football anymore. Yeah. And he, was be, he would be banned. And he just exploded and jumped over the dock and grabbed the prosecutor around the neck. Oh. Um, it, it was quite shocking. It was, and, and his, his adrenaline was so high. Mm. The police had a real difficulty wrestling him to the ground. Mm. And you could see his white socks flying over. And it's, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. And I did more than just that one drawing. But uh, I remember I was feeling very shaky after it happened. It's like seeing people you know it bad things happening mm. oh god and 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 you talk about being shaky but uh, you've you've sat, sat through some cases which are really involving what would probably describe as monsters um i'm thinking people like rose west uh for example that was one that you were involved in um uh, ian huntley obviously these are quite well known yes criminals uh, but but beyond that so yeah. murderers uh, and worse yeah. um how how does that affect you because uh, presumably you're paying attention through throughout the proceedings are you, are you listening to every word that's being spoken or are you focusing on different elements well sometimes i do listen to some of these things and you you have to kind of because you have to know when someone's going to finish in the witness box or what's coming up next or how they're everyone's reacting to what you're mm. hearing and then sometimes i I kind of worry that my brain's scarred from listening to some of these things. Yeah, I can imagine so. But I think that really, like judges and barristers, mm. you've got to work and you've got to do your job. Yeah. And even though things sound really horrible, you kind of catch yourself and you mm. go, don't get upset about this. Mm. I'm here to work. It's not, you know, it's, mm. you've got to be a grown up and. Mm. Recover but, yourself, really. But, but hard to do, I suppose. If you if you've got to, you, if you're focusing on one particular aspect of it, which is presumably, well, you tell me, um, uh, as well as catching a likeness, um, it's beyond the face. It's it's the oh, it's the yes. uh, the body language as well, I suppose. Oh well, it's listening quite often when you listen to the prosecutor's opening on a horrific court case. Like mm. oh, there was a, a girl named Suzanne. She was burned beyond recognition practically but she was alive mm. and these people who had her had kept her for quite a while torturing her oh, no. and i kept hearing him talk about those things when mm. we were in court and i kept i thought i started she became quite real to me mm. and i thought oh my god i feel myself sort of mm. thinking about her and i i've got to stop it mm. um and the same thing happened when we were doing the Oh, the Lockerbie bombing mm. victims. Yeah. And they read out the names mm. and the age and where they were from. And as you hear them over and over, mm. all the different ages and all the different mm. names, even not knowing what they actually look like, you sort of have a, an image in your mind and they become very real. Mm. And I felt myself wanting to cry, but just mm. having to... Mm. just got Control yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and but in I'm the sure. same way that you're um, sort of picturing these, uh, the people that you can't see. Yeah. You're also seeing the people that you can see, and yes. and presumably over time and all the experience that you've had, you've probably spent more time in court than 
the most barristers and judges um, uh, because you've been there through a whole career whereas a lot of them are only there for a short period of time um, particularly the judges oh. are, as they get more senior uh, and across each and every court as well so from the magistrates court which you mentioned I know you've I think previously been in cells or in uh, uh, in the police stations right the way through yes. up to the old Bailey and, and beyond that uh, to, to see how these people operate um, and to see how criminals and people who are not necessarily criminals but, are, uh, but, and, but, but are, and reporters as well like you build relationships presumably with them either over a short period of time or over a longer period of time oh, yes in Texas for example I worked with uh, reporter Elma Barrera who rolled her R's and everyone <laughs> loved the way she pronounced her name and uh, she was going to go into the prison and interview a man who was actually in prison and took me with her to draw her doing the interview and through the shock of mm. Elma and myself but I gotta admit she was completely safe he grabbed her and her legs were her feet were right off the ground she had cute little high heels <laughs> and her legs were kicking 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 and I think she was shocked and yeah. everyone was shocked oh, yeah. and we had to call for a, a guard to come in and settle things down so, so building up these relationships with people, um, whether it's through working with them as the, as the reporters, as the journalists, or working alongside them as the judges or the barristers or, or, or the solicitors. Um, so how, how, how do those relationships work? You're seeing people on a regular basis sometimes. Oh, yes. It's good fun. And you're like a, a family and a team. Oh, really? Yes, like... Um, like a sports team, really, I guess. And there's all the logistics of finding where you're going and then meeting up when you have to get back together. And the reporter usually has to do a piece to camera, mm. they call it. And when we were in Gibraltar for the Shoot to Kill inquiry, um, Colin Baker was the reporter I was working mm. with. And they had found a really great spot on top of the hotel where you could see the great view. Mm. So we were climbing up there on some uh, ladder and uh, oh, trying to shoot the drawing as well because we're always running out of time. Yeah. Everything's always running late. But we did it and the wind's whipping around and sometimes it rains and you just think, oh my goodness, this is a crazy thing we're doing, isn't it? So how do they go about filming them? They're just, they're on the floor uh, or they're on, on, on... Sometimes on the floor, but most of the time, uh, for example, if I'm at the Royal Courts of Justice, you go out and there's a a nice flat wall across the road mm. and take, you tape them up and try right. to tape around the edges so the wind doesn't whip around underneath and mm. bat everything around. And then there's a little ledge over there too which is really handy. Mm. So uh, you just go with wherever you are and sometimes you can't find any place except maybe the cameraman might have a, or camera woman, mm. might have the back of their car, they lift up the boot and you put the picture under there and they try to hold an umbrella so you won't oh, get really? all that. It's weird, weird it's, it's, it's outdoor very, work because they won't let us in the building. It's, 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 it's so, so basic. I mean, it's almost archaic that, that we're operating like this now. I love it. You guys uh, have to do things like this too sometimes. Oh, without a doubt. But Getting it, through traffic. Uh, oh my gosh. Yes. Uh, yeah. Um, but, but in terms of how the court system's moving on. Yes, we're, we're, oh, we're yes. clunking around in some very old buildings, um, <laughs> some of which you're not even allowed to, to stay in um, uh, during the time that you're sketching, I presume. Yes, that's right. Yes, I kicked out and uh, over at Belmarsh Court when we were in the 
magistrate's part of it for a really quick hearing, but they weren't going to hear anyone else after this fellow. Mm. So they said, everyone out. And I, I just went across the road, well, actually, just in the grass. Mm. And the guys thought it was so funny. They took a picture <laughs> of me. So you're just sketching that out, out, out on the grass? Yes, there wasn't any place to All go, right. really. And thank goodness it wasn't raining that day, yeah. too. And then... Uh, Oh, I had to do another similar thing, kind of at the Rolf Harris court case, but that wasn't even very long ago, really. Mm. Uh, outside Southwark Crown Court, mm. they've got a sort of a grassy area and a landscaped bit area with some box hedges. And there was a huge crowd at the end of the case because it had all finished yep. and everyone was packed around and jumbled up like a riot almost. Mm. So I hopped over into the landscaped area and just started working on my drawing, finishing it up yeah. out there. And Ben Ando thought it was so funny. He took a picture of me over there. It, so I don't know. You just get into be. You get to be flexible. Yeah. Crawling under things and squirming around to try and get through bodies to get to where yeah, you need to see. It's incredible. Seeing is not easy in court. Gosh, you must have. I don't know. You must. I don't go to call that often these days, okay. uh, I'm, I'm fortunate to say. Um, but, but of course, yeah. you see these things. And, and looking at some of the, the sketches that you've done, so many faces, so many people in a, in a courtroom, and let alone outside when you hear, hear the public as well in the press. How do you see it progressing? Because we've got oh. technological advances coming yeah. through. Uh, the Supreme Court have taken some steps, at least, uh, towards filming uh, and broadcasting yes. uh, what's happening in court. Do you yes. see a time where we will tip over? Uh, in, into having cameras in courtrooms. Yes, I do, and you almost kind of—we almost kind of have it, almost, but not really, because mm. they've given permission uh, at the Royal Courts of Justice quite a bit in lots mm. of different cases. But yet, you never see things regularly, no. and they have so many fascinating things going on. Mm. I mean, you could do a whole television channel just based on that. Yeah, and. Everyone wants to see a certain, they have a certain interest in certain different courts too. Mm. What would be really great is someday, I know this sounds terrible, you could just click into anything on your computer and watch mm. any court going on mm. that you want to see for whatever reason. In, instead of having to slog down to a court, yeah. miss work, and you want to, yeah. you're interested in a case? And of course, the public proceedings, uh, we, we, people can go along and see them, but oh, uh, that's I imagine very difficult. some of the cases that you've been involved with, hugely high profile ones, and, and we might touch on a few of the celebrity uh, uh, cases and trials mm. that you've been involved in, but there are more people outside than, than can get into the, the, uh, the box. Exactly, you um, can't get a seat. So how Even reporters can't get a seat. So, so this would be an easy way, you would assume, of, of working around that. But would that well, potentially then put you out of work? Or do you think there'll always be a place for no, these still images? No, I think images? it would put me out of work. In fact, it kind of almost already kind of has. Really? Yes, but really, I think it's also a money thing. Mm. Um, television companies and newspapers, and they've run out of money, mm. and they have budgets that are really squeezed, and they can't mm. handle all the extra things that they would like to, mm. to do. Mm. So, you know, some of the first things to go, I'm an extra thing because a reporter can always just stand outside and talk about what's going on inside and we often see people with uh, sort of, uh, people who are convicted or people who are um uh, be, being tried just we see the backs of their heads as they go into court as they're ushered in quickly or, or with sometimes with bags on their heads as well oh um, yes i don't know why the guards help out with that I mean, oh is that right if unless there's um what do you call um 
uh, an identity. identity. Yes, yes, but quite often they do that, and there isn't one. Mm. And you think, well, do you have to do that? Mm. And it, in fact, it almost makes it look worse because it makes it look like the person's hiding. But mm. you know, these they do what they want to do. These guys. And, and do you think? Do you think that you have um, an indication now, just by watching somebody, seeing how they uh, how they are in court, as to whether they are guilty or not guilty, whether they are uh, sort of particular ticks or traits that they may have to indicate mm. things. Are you a particularly good poker player? No. Um, how does that affect you? Oh, well, yes, you do look for signs mm. of a person's face flickering of uh, some kind of response or reaction to, to things when you first see them, mm. and no one knows sometimes even what they're going to be charged with. I remember seeing some young men, they were all dressed beautifully and mm. had lovely suits on and they were really all quite handsome. And then when the prosecutor started reading out the things that they were accused of, their faces started to change and they had these horrible little sneers and mm. snickery looking expressions on mm. their faces. And it changed them from looking beautifully handsome mm. to looking really bad yeah, yeah. which I think if their parents had seen how they're behaving they say straighten up mm. right now but uh, I don't things mm. like that mm. happen every once in a while but not not all the time and do you think uh, this might be an unfair question but do you sometimes think that wrong decisions are made uh, by the judges by the judges yeah well, you, or by juries or by juries certainly um, yeah well, sometimes I, I think it would be nice if they knew what we get to hear when they're mm. sent out of court and we get to hear mm. the legal argument and all right. the extra bits. Yeah. And I'm sure a lot of times they come back and say, I wish you told us all of this, that mm. they have a mm. history of something that they might. In fact, everybody would think, if only you knew mm. what we know. <laughs> Yeah, because it's weird. Weird. But that's, I suppose, why things are not uh, televised so much. And you can't keep things secret anymore uh, much at yeah, all. Yeah. Yeah. Really uh, difficult to keep uh, things secret. People absolutely. are on their mobile phones all mm. the time mm. and talking on trains mm. and spilling the beans about each other. Yeah. Thinking nothing will matter and n nobody's around them who can hear, but mm. they are. Yeah. So, oh, watch it. I remember in the uh, in the first in the first episode of this season, we spoke to Jonathan Goldberg, who I know is somebody that you've oh, yes. previously uh, drawn as well, sketched out, um, and, and he was talking mm. about how actually the, the jury system is still probably one of the the best parts of the system that we have. But yes. do you think that's shifting as well? From what you were just saying, it sounds like that there are we should be more cautious perhaps than than just uh, interesting. Well, you can't really do everything. You can't really control everything mm. but I know you can try mm. I mean it has been done in the past a yeah. bit but uh, I know they have cases they heard just a few months ago and the um, judge was having a terrifically hard time mm. uh, controlling what went out because mm. people can tweet now in yes. court in fact uh, you know Harry Redknapp mm. you know when his court case was going on at Southwark they had a lot of sports reporters in there yeah. and they weren't used to covering courts on and your on your patch uh. <laughs> oh yes 
and uh, they they were having a good old time because it was Harry Redknapp and it was the tax situation he was mm. having. And they started uh, talking about the names of one of the jurors in particular, which they thought was funny. And that poor guy was pulled from the. He was. He wasn't. Got, he didn't get to be on the jury, and I bet he would have loved to be on that jury. <laughs> but no, they said no. You've been talked about by this guy who's been writing about this and tweeting it out, and so he couldn't stay on. So, so people he so, would have loved it. You know, yeah. football thing. Yeah. Harry Redknapp, he's a funny guy. Yeah, as we're finding out, uh, especially at the moment with him on the TV yes. doing the celebrities. Yes. Um, uh, now, you, you've already you've already alluded to one of those names, um, but the people, the, the, some of the celebrity cases that you've been present for, um, well, the list seems to be endless. Um, like the, the, the big high profile cases of the last sort of 50 years. Um, I've got a list here, which I won't embarrass you by going through in every one of them, but um, <laughs> the, the, who wants to be a millionaire trial? Oh, oh yeah. like, in- incredible. And something which is really in, in people's Tarrant. minds. Um, yeah. And, and uh, Nicole Kidman and Tom Cruise with The Express. Oh, yes. She didn't show up because she was doing something like Blue Island or Blue Love uh, Theater. But uh, Tom Cruise was there and yeah. all the women from the uh, Royal Courts of Justice who worked there <laughs> swept in, you know, before they the got God started. And he was really charming and smiling and signing all their autographs oh, really? and things. Yes. So you see it's a very different side to, to these people. You mentioned Jeffrey Archer earlier as well. That, um, that people yes. that, that you wouldn't necessarily always assume to, to be in court or it's not the, the natural habitat you would assume. Um, maybe right. more so for some than others. Um, uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones and Michael Douglas uh, with the, that was, that was our privacy case. Yes. Um, oh, it was the Hello magazine right. and uh, the other magazine. Yes, uh, which was, was it okay on one of the others. But, but <laughs> the, the, again, high profile, huge publicity and this public appetite um, have you yes. seen uh, like uh, Amy Winehouse uh, George Michael yes, Pete Doxey all of these people that are in, in, the, in the, sort of the public sort of domain in some ways uh, in public interest how do you go about representing them and, and, and almost showing them in, in, in a way which people aren't used to seeing is that a responsibility oh, to you as well you mean in the dark yeah or giving, or evidence, giving evidence or something like yeah. that well, I just have to catch them just as if I would anyone else, really. Mm-hmm. But uh, I suppose when you look at the famous face like uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones, well, mm-hmm. she was pregnant at the time, and she had a really gorgeous bag with her. <laughs> and you know how that's I'm important, too. Memory, I and I wasn't going to throw, I wasn't going to leave the bag out and things like that. And uh, Michael Douglas is so distinctive with his chin, just like his father. Yeah. And... You know, things like that. I thought, well, I just got to catch all those things. And she's beautiful anyway, Catherine Zeta-Jones. It was it was just good fun to see those famous faces. Yeah. And he, oh, he's so in love with her. When he started to talk about Catherine, his Catherine, and oh, it hurt him that she was having these, she was so upset. Mm. And uh, oh, and then Naomi Campbell, she's gorgeous in person. Mike, and she's been in court more than one time, too. Mm, yes. And so pretty, but so naughty. <laughs> My goodness. She was adorable. <laughs> and she said some naughty things under her breath to the barrister that she was 
upset about that he luck, luckily he was looking down at his papers and he didn't hear her mm. but it was very naughty but, I can't, but who else has this insight this opportunity to be in the room when, when these things are happening well it's, it's, oh well luckily the reporters are there privilege too. as well or is it, does it, does it almost it's, it's the privilege yes I'm, I'm just lucky mm. I'm lucky my mother was an artist and she did fashion illustration oh. and I suppose in a way it's the thing I I'm best at is doing sketches and things. I'm mm. all right at graphics too. Yeah, really. I, I, I it's absolutely been a long time believe it. Absolutely, and architecture as well. Looking at some of these pictures. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, so give, given that snapshot that you take of somebody in a particular moment, or or during a particular a, a trial, or or even just a particular day, do you feel that you sometimes don't capture their essence because you've got such a short time limit to deal oh, with these yes. things. Oh, yes. Like I'm trying to do this drawing of you while we're <laughs> talking and I'm just messing it up. Right I feel like left. I'm just distracting you and to then be I get, honest. Oh, yeah, because I, I look down and I go, I'm going to do this drawing and I go, oh, God, I'm thinking about what you're asking me. No, don't worry, don't worry. No, it's um, terrible. I should do another one. But d- d- doing that, do you have, uh, has anyone come up to you and said, you know what, you made me look fantastic. Uh, thank you for, for making me look good or even worse. Um, oh. Have been unhappy with maybe yes. how you've uh, portrayed them. Oh, yes. Well, in the States, there was a guy who was in the KKK and he was upset at some recreating the scene things we did of him. We, it was a federal court case. Mm. It was a really big one. And he was angry and I was working in the hallway and uh, luckily the reporter was with me and he stood in front of the guy and told him to back off. Yeah. and. <laughs> Just, yeah. or, or the time um, I was working with ITN, it was the end of that shoot to kill inquiry. Mm-hmm. It was raining and dark and we were trying to shoot my one of my last sketches of that. Mm-hmm. And the cameraman I was with were big strong guys mm-hmm. at that time. And some scary big strong guy, who a drunk, maybe a sailor or something, mm-hmm. <laughs> ripped my drawing off the wall that we taped up. Yeah. And we just had to stand there. And I said, after he, he got, he yelled and screamed and then went away. And then I asked the guys, I said, well, what, what did you think? I mean, you're big guys. Yeah. And they said, he just wanted us to fight him. He said, that's what he wanted. So mm. we just had to stand here and wait till he went away. And when you're doing so many things in, in, the, in public, uh, out there on the streets, which is unfortunately oh, where yes. you sometimes end up, um, uh, is that just a sort of part of the job again? It's just a risk that you have to take. It is, but then that's part of the fun because people are so nice quite often too. Yeah. And they want to see what's going on. Yeah, you I can imagine, especially outside. Around court. Yeah, outside the RCJ and uh, yes. all the tourists wandering along the Strand or Fleet Street. Uh, oh, yes. and, and you become a tourist attraction. Uh, yes, I do. But then also, you're talking about people who get the ump and... Uh, but then sometimes they're just teasing some of the time. Like the guy they called the Harry Cornflake. Oh, yes. He uh, was teasing me Travis. that I made yeah. him look like, um, oh, the guy that they'd just been at, so the Crown Court, uh, the oh, artist. Oh, Rolf Harris. Rolf Harris. Yes. And well, they, well, they, were, they both have, but he was, te- <laughs> luckily, he was teasing me and laughing and things. And he's very forceful. He said, sit over here by me. We were out in the, you know, waiting area, waiting yeah. for the jury to come back and things. And everybody was there with us. Yeah. I wasn't any. Yeah. You no, know, 
it's a crazy, crazy world, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it certainly is. And, and uh, look, thank you for sharing all of these stories uh, and all this work with us. Um, we, we, we could, again, like so many of our guests, uh, sit here and talk for another few hours. Um, unfortunately, you've got work to do, and so have I. Um, but I will leave you, and I will thank you. And I hope that this, is, this, is, this feels like part of our culture, uh, our legal heritage. I hope these things don't stop, even if we do end up with cameras in court, because uh, there's, yes. there's something quite... Um, romantic still about it even oh, though uh, some of the characters in them may be less romantic oh, <laughs> I yes. suspect anyway, thank you and best of luck for the future and uh, I very thank much you. hope we see you again soon oh thank you <laughs> The Hearing I hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast please like us or just follow and subscribe we also want your feedback so rate and review us or get in touch using the hashtag The Hearing Podcast The Hearing a legal podcast from Thomson Reuters. To find out more, go to tr.com forward slash the hearing or subscribe via iTunes, Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.